And uh, uh, I was counting them up. I think we've done 80 messages or something in Luke. So you should know Jesus like big time already, I'm thinking. Know how he rolls and what he does. Uh, today is, if you've been to Sunday school, how many of you grew up going to Sunday school at all? Let's see. There's no way that you guys didn't learn this song. We're talking Zacchaeus, right? And you're all nodding your head, those of all you've been in, yeah. Because he was just a wee little man. How's it go? You can join in if you want. Wee little man, a wee little man was he. Big four tree, so Jesus. Remember? Come on, kick in. <laughs> Boom. All right. Thank you. I just wanted to try and tap into the memory of where you've come in your heritage a little bit for some of you. Because I guess the kids, uh, we all learned about Zacchaeus because he was a wee little guy, a short guy, and maybe um, kids identify. Uh, and they're, uh, I, would, I would bet that Zacchaeus is semi-bummed. Uh, in history that he turned out to be a, a kid's story primarily. Um, I don't know. They said, as a kid, I guess it's because I'm short, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, there are some truth for kids, but there's some really insightful things for adults in um, this portion of Scripture. Now, I think this is low-hanging fruit, uh, this, this portion we're looking at, Luke 19, and uh, uh, low-hanging fruit where uh, you can look at it, you can look at it, and get some insights. You might recall in Luke chapter 4 when we were uh, studying uh, Jesus crossing the uh, Sea of Galilee with his disciples, um, I felt like that was low-hanging fruit, and we were in a place where we could get uh, the insights of what collectively we have in, uh, in the room here, and so we soaped that. Soap method of Bible study, those of you who haven't heard that, we got a lot of new people here, so you may not be familiar with that. You folks who've been around a while sure are. S is Scripture, O is Observation, A is Application, and P is prayer, soap, soap method of Bible study. And you can go to any scripture and, and start in, yeah, I actually want that, thank you. Um, start in, read it, and then what am I seeing here? How does it apply? And, uh, uh, and then turn it into a prayer. I want to do exactly that. I want to get your collective insights into it. Now, I know some of you say, yeah, I didn't come here to listen to everybody else. I want to hear the preacher. Well, your insights may be better than mine. You have the Holy Spirit, right? As much as I do, right? Um, if you, uh, if you're, he can tell you insights that I haven't seen. I have been in Luke a dozen times, preached it, and I am seeing insights into Luke that I've never seen this time around, and uh, also into Zacchaeus this time around. And I have a couple that I want to give you um, after we work it. But this is all of you right now, okay? So I'm going to read this to you. Uh, might as well, those of you who can, get out your uh, worship center Bible right in the pocket in front of you. We're going to work. We're going we're gonna to do a little exercise here. On, uh, it's on page 729, and we'll have it on the screen. And your app. Yeah, uh, and on your app. Uh, that's your quickest spot. So I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to give you a second to uh, uh, listen and look for observations. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and, wealth, and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. 
So we ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your, ho- your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. All right, ten verses right there. Here's what I'd like you could get out your, uh, uh, your bulletin, and there should be space on the back. And I, I'd like for you just to take a minute, and what observations do you see? Now, obviously, there's uh, over 300, no, actually quite a few here today, 325 or something like that. We're not going to get to every one of you. But some of you have some insights that uh, um, you can share. So take a minute, pray, and then read it over, look it through. Uh, you get about a minute and a half on that one and another minute and a half on that one. And then I'm going to run around with the microphone and see what God... Sh- don't think that I don't have notes. I've got about 18 pages on this. Um, so we should get out of here, I don't know, 2 o'clock or something. Um, no, I've got, I got, got enough juice on this one. It's not like I need help, but I can't wait to understand uh, some of the things that you understand and you see. And uh, so... Um, Soap, Scripture, which is what you were just looking at, observation or the observations that you're just seeing. The Holy Spirit probably gave them to you. Application, I'm going to try and hold you off of application because i got two I want to give you at the end of this thing. Um, but if you just can't help it, um, we'll see what happens. And, uh, and then we'll turn it into a prayer at the end. So what are you seeing in this text? In a sentence. There is either a lack of understanding or a lack of the desire to admit that Jesus comes as a salvation, not as condemnation. All right. He should frequent the sinner's houses the most. And these people are saying that it's shameful that he goes there. He has to explain himself, That's even while he was alive. That's a good observation. I thought you were getting ready to preach for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. That's my thing. That's a good observation. He didn't come to bring condemnation. He brought, came to bring salvation, I heard her say. So, um, the name Zacchaeus um, actually... No, 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 no. What? Save that. <laughs> plus, plus, that is way cheating. She's no, like, went to the stuff in the bottom of her book here. And I'm like, hey, I want, I've got a good connection. Fine, come on, sister. The name Zacchaeus is very significant. Okay. It's a great observation. Um, I think we might get stuck where um, he gave up half his possessions, yeah. and that's awesome. But the first thing he did, and possibly more important than dedicating half his wealth, was just going above the crowd up high just to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first thing he did. Good. She works for me, so I'm not going to be as hard on her. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't do that to everybody. <laughs> Jake. Uh, Zacchaeus uh, was worried about being overlooked, so he went up into the sycamore tree to make sure 
he was seen. All right. What else are you seeing? By making the extra effort to climb the tree, it paid off because Jesus saw him, but then he realized Jesus already knew him and called him by name. Oh, that's awesome, huh? Called him by name. So Jesus, so he went up to see Jesus, but apparently he was up there so Jesus could see him. This is a little more simplistic. Simplistic, fine. But Zacchaeus was curious about Jesus, and Jesus said he must go to his house, so he had to meet that curiosity. And Zacchaeus changed, salvation came, and that Christ came to seek the lost. And Christ came to seek the lost, yeah. We talked about that. What else are you seeing in the text? Coming over on this side. The. Uh, PhDs are kind of holding back, and that's probably good. What do you see? Uh, that a sinful man who seeks Jesus will find him, uh, and therefore be placed on a path of goodwill for others, forgiven. Say it one more time. The whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that a sinful man who seeks Jesus will find him, and be placed on a path of goodwill for others, therefore forgiven. Perfect. Rick. Mine's a little different. Um, I've been under audit for the last six years. And uh, for Jesus to love tax collectors means that I have a lot to learn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, huh? Very good one. Taxing people. So what, okay, you want to read it? No. But it's good. What I noticed was that Zacchaeus was begging for forgiveness for taxing people that he wanted to pay back four times. But the Lord said it doesn't matter. He just came for Zach as a sinner. Good observation. Tax collectors. Yeah. He was the chief of tax collectors. Only, only uh, place in the New Testament where we find that there's such a thing as a chief tax collector. Nowhere else. What else are you seeing? Who? Jesus loves sinners. Chris. Well, you shut it up so we don't waste time. Uh, followers can be uh, roadblocks to people who are pursuing Jesus. Followers can be roadblocks? Yeah. Um, he couldn't get to Jesus. He couldn't see Jesus. In the crowd, so. Right. Now, why was that? Just because he was short? Well, probably, probably other short people got to see Jesus. They weren't going to let him in because of who he was. Do you have one? Yeah. Um, just that um, he received him joyfully first, and his immediate response was to just release everything that he had considered precious before. Who, who received him joyfully? Um, Zacchaeus received Jesus joyfully. He did, didn't he? It says he welcomed him. That's actually not Jesus welcoming him. That's Zacchaeus welcoming him. Yeah. When he got down from the tree, yeah. I think this is fun. I gotta be honest with you. I love seeing what you guys are getting. Zacchaeus was seeking Jesus, and then Jesus pursued him. Say it again. He was seeking Jesus, and then Jesus pursued him. Right. So that fits over there. If you seek him, he will find you. Right? Because it says he came to seek and to save those who are lost. <laughs> 
What else? Can you speak loud before I get there? No. no. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. Um, verse 10 where it says, well, my version says, for the Son of Man has come um, to seek and, s and to save that which was lost. And everyone was all grumbling about the tax collector being saved. And yet, if he had, Jesus saves him, then they get all their money back. <laughs> yeah. What are they upset about? <laughs> this is good news. We'll talk about that. I just draw an analogy with Jesus being a real celebrity in this circumstance with a crowd of people uh, giving him all their attention and everything. And by Jesus pointing out Zacchaeus in the tree, he really elevated his status mm -hmm. as you know, anybody who's called out by a celebrity and says, hey, I want to stay at your house. I want to hang out with you. I mean, that elevates the status of that person in the community who was otherwise probably universally despised. Exactly. Also, it thing. says that um, he wanted to go at, uh, stay at his house, but I think he's saying he wants to come and stay at our house. That's application. You are right. You are right. Oh, that's a good word. Anything else you're seeing? We're, we haven't talked. One, one other thing is that right when it starts off. Right when it starts off. Jesus was just passing through. Oh, and uh, don't go too far on that. That's my thing. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. You don't know how good that is right there, buddy. I think uh, one thing that hit me is that um, uh -huh. Zacchaeus is the one that stands up and responds with the action. He doesn't ask God, you know, what should I do? He doesn't wait for Jesus to tell him. But he's the one who actually stands up and says, this is how I'm going to respond. This is what I'm going to do without, you know. The expectation is maybe he'd be like, Lord, what should I do? Or maybe the Lord will tell him, hey, this is what you do. But he just owns it right away. Exactly. Great observation. What else? Well, <clears throat> one thing I hope you see is that you can see, um, that you can have uh, observations uh, and applications that the Spirit of God gives you. And uh, some of what you guys are seeing I think is profound. Um, I see two responses that are pretty powerful. You guys were kind of getting ready to dork up my responses, but uh, um, I knew you'd get it. <clears throat> one, the response of Jesus, and two, the response of Zacchaeus. Um, interesting, it if you were the uh, rich young ruler, wouldn't you be a little bit upset with this? I mean, like, he comes up and asks and says, what, what do I got to do to get eternal life? Give up everything you have and follow me. And Zacchaeus gets away with 50%. I would be going, What? I like the Zacchaeus deal better. What's up with that? Well, it's true. You know, Jesus didn't ask Zacchaeus to do anything. That was his response. But look at what, you hit it. You got it. The first response is Jesus and his response. I really believe, um, as, as I've delved in this time around, that our response to God and how we respond to him is based on a pattern. We tend to respond the same way We've always responded to something. 
And uh, that pattern, uh, I think, can um, even be how, how we respond to God. And so I think these two responses, one from Jesus, one from Zacchaeus, is a, is a significant challenge. But you are right. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. What was he passing through to do? That was last week's sermon, right? Uh, what was he passing through to do? In uh, 18, holy cow, we got to get some bigger Bibles. <laughs> we are going, <laughs> this is what Jesus said to him. We are uh, going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written by the prophets and the Son of Man will be fulfilled. Remember Doug talking about this last week? He will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, and kill him. And on the third day, he will rise again. I think this is super significant. What are they doing? They are passing through Jericho, which is about 15 miles away. It's actually really low, about 1,000 feet below sea level. And uh, Jerusalem is 3,000 feet up, so it's going to be a big climb up. Uh, But they are passing through on a mission, on the mission, on the redemptive plan of Jesus uh, redeeming us all on a tree, on a cross. He just said, and they didn't understand it uh, at that time, but this is what we're going to do. We're focused on the big picture. Uh, That's significant, I think, to understand this trip through Jericho. So he's walking along. This is where we're headed. Zacchaeus climbs a tree, which... Uh, really shows some, some effort to see who this guy is. I can't remember who said what, but uh, to see who this guy is. Uh, I want to know about this, but he climbs this tree, and there's no indication that Jesus looks over and sees this guy in a tree and says to somebody else, what's that guy's name? I'm th- I think you're left here to understand that Jesus looks over and goes, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, and, uh, and says, come down from that tree. I must stay with you tonight. Now, what just popped for me is, and uh, somebody said it, I must, the I must of Jesus. He is compelled to stop and embrace uh, Zacchaeus. It's interesting because uh, commentators say this was the Thursday before Passion Week. And so today is Palm Sunday, and uh, uh, that's, we're one Sunday away from Easter. And so it's a few days, uh, we're sort of timed up here a little bit, although we're not going to hit this stuff, Palm Sunday, all that stuff until uh, next month, or into June. But we're kind of synced up here. It was Thursday. It was Thursday, and they're passing through on a big mission, and boom, The big mission turns singularly focused on what is happening right in that tree. And while Zacchaeus climbed a tree to see Jesus, I think he was up there so that Jesus could see him. And Jesus then brings about uh, everything he's doing in the large picture right here in this particular example with this guy. It's really also kind of cool how Luke doesn't let you pinhole anybody uh, into a favored position. You would think as you've read through Luke all along so far that he's kind of big on poor people and not so much on, on rich people. Uh, you know, tax collectors who were out are kind of in. We see that he treats them fairly, fairly. Well, Zacchaeus is a wealthy guy. He's a wealthy tax collector, which uh, uh, you, don't get a, you don't get a pigeonhole uh, uh, who Jesus has favor on. 
Um, not just the poor people, not just the rich people. He sees Zacchaeus, and he goes, come down from here. I must. Now, Jesus is compelled by who? Why? Who is Jesus responding to? I think there's just how Jesus rolls. This is a simple lesson, but I think it's very uh, significant in how we roll as Jesus followers. You are part of a large redemptive mission that God is on to bring uh, salvation to the world, the kingdom, wherever uh, it ought to be. You are a part of that bigger picture. That even unfolds, and we're going to get even to end-time events. It's all this historic timeline. You need to realize that you're here right now because other people have participated in his redemptive plan, and, uh, and it will happen in big. But it happens individually, one at a time, a stop, an interruption, how good are you, I think the challenge here, the application is, how good are you at interruptions? How do, you, how do you respond when God compels you to do something? Have you been compelled to do anything lately? Jesus, uh, Jesus is responding to the Holy Spirit. He only does what he sees the Father doing. He's walking along. We're headed to Jerusalem. I think Jesus turns and goes, there is what my father is doing, right there. Right there in the tree. Everybody else would go, no, isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? A little guy up there in the tree. Just a little guy. I bet he's kind of cute, interested. Zoom! That's what God is doing right now. This is really cool. That's what God is doing. And now here is your point, sister. That he calls him Zacchaeus. His name, Zacchaeus, means pure and honest. And I think that's a pretty profound point because he is doing anything but being pure and being honest. He is shamed. They won't let him through the line. All the tall people are letting their kids up on the front, but Zacchaeus can't get up to see. They're keeping him in the background. Nope, nope, nope. The spot taken, spot taken, spot taken. Pushing him out because, just like you said, tax collectors, man. You know? He is despised more than anybody. He's chief of them, which means that he has a number of them underneath him. And so uh, he's going to do anything he can to get up to the front. He said, Jesus says, Zacchaeus. I think it's very interesting that what Jesus does, he could have said anything. Hey, sinner. That wouldn't have fit with the condemnation thing. Uh, hey, you. Um, he said, Zacchaeus, by name, I must, I am compelled to stay with you. Now, if it was Thursday and they didn't get to Jerusalem till Sunday, it was a couple days with Zacchaeus. A couple days pouring into Zacchaeus. I had, I got to be thinking that this is one of the most fun uh, things that Jesus had. If you were to ask Jesus on the backside, Hey, what did you enjoy most about the journey up to uh, those three years getting up to Jerusalem? i got to tell you, we were going through uh, Jericho, and this little guy gets up in a tree. Boom! I saw who he was. And I, you know what? He called out the gold in him. He saw that he wasn't living according to his destiny. That he was, have you ever noticed so many people almost live opposite of where they're real, what, what they were made to be? And I've noticed some of the most generous people end up being the most conniving people. They're not living according to how God made them. You know, you have, you know, how does God see you? What would he say if he called your name out and you lived according to the name he has for you written in the book of life? 
I think that. Zacchaeus, you are the, the pure, honest one. I'm stay, I must stay at your house. I've got to abide with you. I've got to stay with you. That's all Jesus said. That's all we have a record of Jesus saying right here. But what I'm saying is Jesus' response is to the Holy Spirit. And I believe that as you and I move around in our day-to-day life, if we saw what he sees, we will be stopped on our bigger plans to be a part of the redemptive thing that's happening right there uh, for somebody. It may not be uh, just seeing somebody um, be converted and follow Jesus. It may be what, whatever the kingdom is like. But don't you just want to respond? It depends on what your response pattern is and how you normally are when you do it. I was, I was walking this morning, and uh, I was walking up the hill back here after working this uh, for a while, and, uh, um, and I don't really go past a church or anything without praying that something that God does what he wants to do there. So I'm going up the hill, and car after car, all the Catholics are driving past me on the way up the hill. And uh, uh, I'm, as they're going past, I, I just, Lord, I pray that the gospel is preached at the Catholic church today. And that the people who are there hear the good news. And are, I'm just praying this stuff because like these cars are in front of me. And it's what I should be doing. And as I start to get up to the top of the hill, um, there are all these people standing outside the church. And what is that all about? Oh, they got their palm branches and stuff in there. And they're doing their, uh, the, the Palm Sunday thing. And I've got my sweats on. And uh, um, I'm not, I don't look like I'm ready for church, I'll tell you that. But I just feel this prompting. I must go over there. And so I go over there and I stand amongst all the Catholic people uh, with my exercise stuff on and go, Lord, what are you doing? What am am I doing here? Uh, Not that I don't want to be there, but I'm thinking they're pretty soon not going to want me to be there because I'm I'm not looking like I belong at this this parade. And, uh, uh, but I just stood there and uh, the, 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 Father Rick, I think his name is, he goes around and he's splashing some water on people and um, <laughs> splashes some on me. And then this guy next to him just reads the gospel out loud. Just reads it clear as day. And I, I could feel God was answering the prayer even as I had prayed it right then and that the, the people who were gathered around in that moment were receiving it. And I, and I, and I realized that the, the I wasn't going to do anything more than just stand there. I mean, they probably didn't want me to join in because I don't know how to do the Catholic thing. But, uh, but I did just, Lord, you have me in this moment. And there were about four people that I know. Oh, oh, oh. And I realized, you know, that's the joy. That's the journey of it. That's the fun of it. That's, that's how Jesus rolls. He just rolls through what he's doing. I mean, I'm looking at my watch going, can't do this thing too long, but I got to stop right now. Man, I th- I'm so thankful for interruptions. Um, but some of them could be for a couple of days. Jesus says, I want, I must, I'm compelled to respond to this. And, and we want to be people who are compelled to respond. There are going to be a bunch of people, we put cards on your chair. We actually are running out of cards. That's pretty fun. Um, we're running out of cards for Easter. You saw those, right? There are people who next week are going to be climbing up a tree to see Jesus. They're going to be climbing up. We wanted to give you that card so that you might be compelled to ask some of them to be here. 
next Sunday. I think that's going to be a significant day. We're embracing that as an opportunity to raise Jesus up. It's going to be a great day next week. There's another response here. The response of Zacchaeus. And it's beautiful. You guys were on it. But Zacchaeus, um, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and welcomed him. Uh, Zacchaeus, can you imagine what Zacchaeus must have been like? Are you kidding? You want to stay at my house? You, you do realize, right, that I'm the big sinner of all sinners. I've been auditing you for five years. I'm that guy. Are you, I mean, it was like, yeah, come on. And here's, I think, a tell um, on, uh, on the response of Jesus, I mean, of, of Zacchaeus. Um, it says when, um, okay, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. That's important. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord. Now, your NIV says stood up. The New American Standard says stopped. The Greek says both of those, stopped and stood there. Now that is kind of significant as I look at it to figure out where this happened in the sequence of events. Because at first pass, when you get this picture of him standing up, you picture him at a meal. Like they've, gone, they've gotten home and now they're having this meal like they do. And then Zacchaeus stood up and makes this declaration and proclamation. Uh, I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened was Zacchaeus come down from the tree. He welcomes uh, Jesus, and they start to go. And then all this chatter is going on around. Look, Jesus is going to be with a sinner. That's what's happening. Zacchaeus, I don't believe, makes this declaration of what he will do, having anything to do with all those people. I think it had to do with everything to do with Jesus and the salvation that Jesus offered. Because what happened here? Why did Zacchaeus respond this way? Jesus didn't ask Zacchaeus to do anything. He didn't even ask him to even come to the house. He said, I'm going to your house. I think this is really beautiful. What's happening in the moment there is that they have redirected their accusation towards Jesus. And now Jesus is walking with Zacchaeus. Now Zac- Jesus is taking on the shame of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has a clear and present picture of the gospel and being forgiven right there. Why did, why did Zacchaeus respond like he did? He didn't respond because everybody was murmuring and he wanted to declare something so you're all, all good with me and think I'm cool now. He responded because the Lord, he called him Lord, is walking with him and now they are throwing insults at Jesus. Not Zacchaeus. Jesus is standing in the way, taking it on, just like Hebrews said. Uh, he was on the cross scorning its shame. The big mission is that he will go to the cross and scorn the shame of the cross for you and for I. And he will walk with Zacchaeus, taking on all the judgment of all the people. And Zacchaeus felt that. 
I believe Zacchaeus felt that. This was a response. Zacchaeus didn't give everything away so he could get God's approval. He had God's approval, so he gave everything away. Every other religion, when you decide to become a part of that religion, you, you join it and you work on it. You work on it so that you can then get the favor that you're looking for, nirvana, uh, salvation, uh, whatever it is. This is opposite. You get something freely given to you. Jesus takes it on and says, you're fully approved. And so Zacchaeus' response is out of what Jesus is doing for him. That is beautiful. That, 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 that is beautiful. And so what does he do? He says, I'm going to give 50% of everything I have. And if you know the Old Testament, he only had to give 10. He only had to give 10. But he gave 50 now, he didn't spend a bunch of time on thinking about Zacchaeus' response pattern. You know, his, his pattern of how he responds to things. No, he's walking in the forgiveness of Jesus, and they're headed home to Zacchaeus' house, and he says, wait, Lord, look, Lord. Isn't that kind of cool? Because when we've seen when uh, other guys have said, look, Lord, they're like, you look, Lord. No, he stops and says, look, Lord, I, am, I love you and what you're doing in this moment. I'm going to give 50% of everything I have away. Now, I think that is pretty significant, that 50%. And, quite frankly, if he turned and asked you, hey, would you, would you give 50% of everything you got? What do you do? Uh, I mean, really, what do you do when I say that? Oh, maybe it's just me. I start to assess how much I got. I start to sit there and think, well, 50%, what does that leave us with? How are we going to do that? Well, may, uh, I don't know, maybe. No, he, uh, he doesn't even, I, I think what he's doing, you know, if you, if you have resources and he was wealthy, the more money you have, the more influence you have, the more control you have. I mean, let's just, money uh, uh, and wealth, right, means that you have land, which means you have influence over that land. You have employees, you have influence over those employees. You have assets, you influence those assets. They're yours. If you were to give those up, you're reducing your overall influence, your power. You're giving up some of your power. Zacchaeus is saying, I'm going from this Lord to that Lord. I'm giving up my power here to rest under your power over here. I think that's really significant, the level of response that Zacchaeus gives here. And it's a challenge. Honestly, I uh, wish I could keep this in the realm of Sunday school. But man, I've been walking on this for weeks, and I've been challenged with my own uh, response pattern. Because there are some things uh, that, um, yeah, man, I'm ready to do. I'm ready to go jump in this awkward situation and tell somebody about Jesus. That's fun. I'm good there. But what, what, uh, what he'll call me to do if I'm going to follow Jesus is call me into some relationship that I really don't want to love God and love people on. But if you want to look and see what Jesus is doing, that person's in a tree. I need to, I need to respond there. I need, oh, I've been convicted about that. This is a convicting thing because Zacchaeus, out of the gratitude of his heart, our response should be uh, commensurate with what Jesus has done for us. Now, I don't know how it worked for Zach. I have a feeling for Zach, uh, he did what he said. 
He declared this publicly. He said, I will. I will, dot, dot, dot. And everybody heard him. And I'm sure that you are exactly correct. A whole bunch of those people went, well, boom, I'm going to talk to that dude because I'm one of those guys who uh, uh, he, he owes. And I'm sure they did. And I, I think that he had to re-decide every check he wrote. He had to, he had to, he had to re-up every time he, he uh, uh, made something right with every one of them. I wonder what Zach was like 20 years later. I mean, I don't know when you got started uh, following Jesus. What was, your, what was it like for you? What was your decision like? I mean, you may have been like Zach when you got started. Those of you who have been following Jesus for a while. Man, I'm in. I'm in, God. I know I was, and, and i got to tell you, I was going one way intentionally with my plans. And when I was 18 years old, um, I came uh, to realize the truth of the gospel, gave Jesus my life, and it was zoom, completely the other direction. Really was. And actually, the ride was more, a lot more fun. Uh, but, uh, but it was sort of Zacchaeus-like. I didn't have much money, so it might have been easier back in the day. I'd get saved early if I were you. It'd be hard in your 50s when you got something. I don't know. But, 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 it, but you walk in it over, the, you know, if it's, if it's like Jesus, you walk and you turn and, you, and then you respond. And, and uh, I'm t- continually called to respond. I think that this part of this text is so important for our culture, uh, Christian, Christian West, Western Christian culture um, in our valley, but right here at the orchard. How do you respond to Jesus? The first time in an ongoing day-to-day thing. I think that pride and fear lead us to respond with evaluation. I think that when, whether it's, whether it's a, a sermon where you're hearing the word, or you're feeling a conviction out there, or you're hearing God's voice in some way, what do we respond and say? Nobody that I know of says, no, Jesus, I'm not doing that. You're more honest if you do. You'd be more honest if you do that. But you hear Jesus, his leading, or whatever, and uh, the response is, huh, that's good. I'll think about that. Let me think about that a little bit. I don't make decisions quickly. I mean, how could Zach possibly do that? Let me think about that. Yeah. I mean, Jesus told you, get baptized. Do it. It's be obedient. Oh, I'll think about that. No, there's nothing to think about. There's absolutely nothing to think about. Do it. Oh, wait a minute. That's a guy up there talking like he's, he, he really can't tell me what to do. Oh, I can't. But Jesus has just said that. Oh, no, let me think about that. Now, why would you say no? Why would you say no to that? Why would you say no? Uh, I'm not getting in that tub and reading in front of everybody and looking like a fool. Oh, well, that sounds like pride or fear. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to evaluate it. You know, I just don't think you have to do that in the church like that. I've been planning on it somewhere else. Oh, I think, I think this is how it ought to go. I'm not talking about you getting baptized right at the moment. I'm talking about how you respond to Jesus. I'm talking about your response pattern. 
Because once you respond with an, I think, maybe, okay, I'll give that some thought. Jesus, that's interesting. I'll consider that. Oh, that's interesting what you said, preacher. That's interesting. I'll think about that. That turns into cognitive dissonance, doesn't it? You know what cognitive dissonance is. It's when your behavior doesn't matter, match your beliefs. Oh, yeah, that is good truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. I got to, yeah. Put that in the file. You file it away. Until finally you realize you've got to get another file cabinet because you've been filing it away. And you file it away. And you file it away. And that's your pattern of how you respond. Zacchaeus, the challenge is that he responds like that. Out of the gratitude of his heart, Jesus, who's taken on the shame for him, is walking with him now. And now he says he calls him uh, son of Abraham, right? Not because you have this lineage as a Jew, but because you're in the new lineage, the kingdom right here. You've got favor. And I think Jesus, when he says, salvation has come to this house, I don't think they were at his house yet. They might have pointed at the house. They might have been at the front door. But I think he went over and patted him on the chest. Salvation has come to this house. Sozo, wholeness has come to this house. So I don't know. You might be here and... uh, and Jesus is telling you to come down from the tree. He wants to, he wants to be at your house right now. And, uh, you know, I was praying about how we should respond to this because this is a message on response. So I thought I would put a microphone up here and over here on a stand so, so that you could come up here and just like Jesus said, or Zacchaeus said, I will, and let you declare it because, man, the power of the declaration is huge. But uh, so I, you know, I envisioned um, the Holy Spirit telling you to respond and you come up here and I will do this. It might not be give this away or that away. It might be I will step into this relationship that I don't really want to. And I will forgive this person that wronged me and release them from my judgment. And I will move to be in relationship with them even though uh, I don't want to be because they've hurt me. Ooh, that would be a tough one. But that's your response pattern right there. I will. You pick whatever the issue is, and I was going to give you an opportunity. And I felt like uh, the Lord said, no, don't do that right now. Pull the, pu- pull the punch today. Back off and soap this thing and finish it out with the soap. So you have a sheet of paper, uh, your, your uh, bulletin, and you wrote down some observations. And some of those observations you've uh, heard or are getting application around. I-, I would like you to, when you get to that just put a P there for prayer. I would like you to write a one-sentence prayer um, surrendering your response pattern to him and then take communion. Because Jesus allowed himself to be nailed on a tree so that you and I could see him. Our gratitude ought to be huge. Our gratitude ought to be huge. But maybe the file cabinet's really large. Maybe the file cabinet of just filing things he's told you away over and over and over again. It's become really large. And I think, so what you would do is you would, you would just write on your, uh, you know, a sentence prayer. You're not going to hand it. It's all yours. Um, Lord, my pattern of response is to dot, 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 when I hear you. You might, it might end up being my fear when I respond is dot, 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 dot. I hand that to you. You put it in your own, own language right here because um, the, the work you do with God on this is uh, um, even more important than the response that I might ask for here.
So then take communion after you've done that. And uh, then I would add this. Just like Zacchaeus, I think there's power in the declaration. He declared what he will do. Tell somebody you trust, your growth group, uh, your family, this is how I want to respond to Jesus uh, when he talks to me. I will, dot, dot, dot. You've got to verbalize it. You've got to verbalize it. Let me pray. Lord, when you walk and where you walk, we need to walk with you and respond how you... We want to roll like you roll. Um, Lord, we have built up these walls um, of protection so that we've become fearful or prideful to even respond to your leading and your calling. But just like centuries before uh, in Jericho, those walls came falling down. When you walked into Jericho, the walls came down for Zacchaeus and the walls... uh, I pray will come down in Jesus' name, in your name, in our lives here, that we will be a church that responds to you uh, in, in kind, at the same level of your response to us, and that that would be good news for everybody. It wasn't just good news for uh, Zacchaeus, it was good news for everybody around because of what you were doing in Zacchaeus. And so I pray, Lord, that the truth And what you did in Jericho that day will be uh, happening here in the Royal Fork Valley through the orchard. In Jesus' name, amen.